0: I would like to start this off by saying the Motion Picture Association of America has no idea what to do when it comes to rating movies.
1: They never have, to be fair, especially back in the olden days.
0: Because I was terrified to watch this movie, because it has the a higher rating than Grease from an earlier time.
1: Blazing Saddles rated R.
0: Which means... It supposedly should be worse, and I think Greece deserves a higher rating. Greece, than Blazing Saddles Greece should be rated R. Greece should be rated R. I'm America.
1: I'm also here.
0: That's James. Yep. And someday we'll learn how to do an intro. That's not true. Nope.
1: No, we never will because it's funnier this way, in my opinion.
0: Um, we watched Blazing Saddles, which, if you had told me, was just the Western version of.
1: Robin Hood, Men in Tights,
0: or Spaceballs, or
1: any other Bel- Young Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> I would have been much more inclined to watch it than I was tonight. Oh, speaking of which, I have to add Spaceballs to our list.
1: Oh God, no! Before
0: I forget, because James has never oh, seen Spaceballs. Man.
1: I, I have, but I have a, a long standing love for Star Wars in my heart. Eh, well, yeah where? Are you gonna make me suffer through that god forsaken hellhole of a movie? It's so good. I don't believe you. You said it was bad earlier.
0: No, it's so bad, it's good.
1: What? No, that's A Million Ways to Die in the West. No,
0: that's not that movie.
1: A Million Ways to Die in the West is bad. Yes. Just actually bad. Yes. And it's so bad, it's comical, that it nope. got made with serious nope. actors in
0: it. Nope.
1: No, no, it's funny that it got made. No. It's funny on a meta level. It's not funny because it's good or well-written or well-acted.
0: It's not even funny on a metal level. No, it
1: is, though. Nope, it's it, not. I'm positive it is.
0: All right, we already did that podcast, though, so let's do this one. Um, Yeah, Uh, this is rated R in the 70s, which...
1: <laughs> Should inform you that there's going to be an enormous amount of slurs.
0: Which apparently is the only thing that constitutes an R rating in the 70s, because there wasn't much else.
1: I mean, they didn't do full frontal nudity in the 70s. So...
0: They also... I, there I, there wasn't... A, I, I don't know. It was weird. I felt like like there wasn't I felt like anything was wrong. Was
1: there wasn't anything really wrong with this movie.
0: Other because than the they slurs.
1: Make, other than the slurs, but they're using words, and Mel Brooks always does this, he uses words in a way to belittle the people who use them incorrectly. And it's fucking magic.
0: Um... The start of this movie annoyed the shit out of me, though.
1: What, the song and the credits?
0: It's It was the whipping sound, the continuous overuse of the whipping noise with the credits switching every time there was a whip. It uh-huh. was, it, it was I hated it.
1: Okay, footnote about that song.
0: Okie dokie. The song wasn't the problem. I thought the song was funny, haha, but...
1: Extra footnote about that song. Okay. Mel Brooks takes the title of the movie... To this, propo- to this composer, right? This this guy, he mm-hmm. brings him a set of lyrics because it said in the thing that he wrote the lyrics for the song. So he takes it to this guy called Frank, and Frank does the whole song, but Mel Brooks never told him that the movie was like a, a parody or a comedy. So Frank wrote this really serious western theme, akin to what you would find in other western movies of the time,
0: mm-hmm. or even earlier. Okay.
1: Uh so all of that was done in seriousness, and then the rest of the movie that follows is the comedy that you know it to be. And he was deathly afraid that Frank wouldn't compose the song if he knew it was a comedy, because Frank was a serious guy. So they got they kinda got away with a little bit of murder there, but Frank thought the movie was good, so it it all turned out. I okay. still
0: feel bad that Frank got lied to. <laughs>
1: Frank didn't get lied to actively. He got lied to passively in that, first of all, it was Mel Brooks. He should have known it was a fucking comedy. And second of all, it was Mel Brooks. He should have known that something was up.
0: Um, This movie is funnier now because you see Technicolor get announced as like a real exciting thing and you just go, (laughs) old times.
1: (laughs) The olden days. The
0: olden days.
1: See, the movie came out in 74. 74. The first... 50 years ago next year.
0: See, I'm still yeah. stuck in the yeah. early 2000s yeah. where the 70s were like 30 years ago. In
1: 2004, it was 30. Yeah. 2014, it was 40. Next I, year, this movie's gonna be 50 years old.
0: I've never left the early 2000s.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, boy.
0: It's like the 90s were 10 years ago, you know. Oh, yeah, I get it. Um... I have a thought.
1: Okay, what's that?
0: The Wild West is just a D and D campaign. Kind of. There were bards. Yes. There were barbarians.
1: Hmm.
0: There were fighters. There were knights. It's not a class or anything. I'm just saying.
1: What knights?
0: Well, like the the sheriffs were knights. Pew. pew.
1: The sheriffs were gunslingers at best. The Wild West is a bad place.
0: The Wild West, but it's basically like a and d Well, the reason I was thinking is because they were doing that song at the beginning, uh-huh. and it was all about, like, the town hero, and I was like, they did a lot of those songs. Like, those were real things that happened in West in the West. Like, they would write songs about, like, um, all the famous, like, sharpshooters, and they would, like, sing them around campfires. And so those are the bards, and, like, I don't know, it just... The Wild West is a and d campaign.
1: I'll write something.
0: Please don't. I won't play that one.
1: Oh, it'll be great. I. Be You'll like...
0: have to make me Seth MacFarlane's character because I'll just... <laughs> I hate the West.
1: This sucks. Everything sucks. It's dusty and I'm going to die in a million different ways.
0: I will hate... be like, hey,
1: you get bit by a rattlesnake.
0: Bye. Go away. <laughs> All done campaign. The people
1: who want to play the game are going to stay. You fuck off.
0: To-, uh, to be fair, I told you not to write me in the campaign in the first place. Um, I could be a time traveler. man, we're still on this, okay. Um, <laughs> there Mel Brooks's name appears way too many times in the credits. It's probably
1: because he does about fifteen different things for the movie,
0: yeah. His name appears way too many times in the credits. <laughs> he does a lot of work. Um, also, as a side note, I'm really glad that we stopped that trend of like putting the credits at the beginning of the movies.
1: Oh, I think it's good. I like doing that. Why? I think it has a time and a place, and I think it is a nice homage to classic film.
0: But it was so bad that we stopped doing it.
1: We stopped doing it so we could have jarring intros.
0: Google why they stopped putting credits at the beginning of movies, because now I want to know. All right. Um... There's a joke right at the beginning of the movie that's uh I've literally heard real life actual people in my life recently say this where uh it's only 114 today versus 120. And that's just Texans in this heat wave. A hundred percent. It dropped to ninety-eight the other day, and people were like, Oh, it's so nice outside, and I was no the heat index was still 105 and people were like celebrating because it wasn't 120, which it actually hit as a heat index this week. So that's my note about that. Um, the movie opens on a railroad being built by racists and worked on by minorities.
1: Several groups of minorities.
0: Yes, all of them, including the Irish.
1: The Irish were mistreated horribly for most of the time.
0: No, I wasn't saying that, like, as a, oh, the Irish aren't a minority thing. I was saying that as, like, a
1: They're all, of, all,
0: all of, of the minorities. minorities. <laughs> um, and we also get our first hard R Rope. for the N-word. For
1: the rest of the movie, we just get hard R's.
0: Yeah. It's not even, like, somewhat correct, because they wouldn't say it with a hard R. And with that accent, so they just were doing it for the effect of doing it, which is fine, but it is wow. Um, it's yeah, very wow. I also had a very neurodivergent moment where the man in the red shirt, Lyle, Lyle's name is Lyle. I don't, they care. don't say his name. I better. said red shirted fella. Did
1: you say fella? I did, you did, it's right there, proud of your notes.
0: Um. It, the red-shirted fella is really upsetting to my brain. I don't know why. Every time he was in there, like, I, it was like a physical reaction. Like, I could feel it in my spine, and I don't know why. But he upsets me. Um. Oh, shoot. What? Okay, well, we... I don't remember why, but I wrote the... Sit- oh, I do remember why. Okay, so we're building a railroad, Um, mm-hmm. and the white people ask the minorities to sing them a song
1: (laughs) because back when they have to be bad guys
0: because back when the minorities were slaves they sang all the time and now that they're not slaves they don't sing anymore so the minorities start singing and start
1: singing a song by louis armstrong who did not exist in 1874
0: and the white people say no that's not what we're talking about and they list a bunch of songs and they start singing a song they sing camp town ladies and they start dancing like stereotypical white people.
1: Oh God, it's
0: bad. And the note I wrote for this whole scene was the sin, as always, is white people.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Um, thank you. I'm funny sometimes. Uh. And then the person who runs the railroad building committee, um, shows up and yells at everybody because nobody's working. He yells at everyone. The minorities. The white people. No one's doing their job. So he yells at everybody. And then he hits one of the, the red shirted fella on the top of the head. And I have a note here. Okay. And James has told me that it's probably on purpose, but I stopped taking notes on stuff because I couldn't tell if it was bad on purpose or bad because it was just bad. Um and so I'll put it here, and then I won't mention it again for the rest of the movie, but the delayed reaction to being hit on the head is, is severe, and it was jarring. Not as uh, About as jarring, actually, as a stage slap later on in the movie, but...
1: I think it's either an issue of the film is a lot more about the comedy of everything and a lot less about being a polished, good movie... Okay. Because it I mean it is. It's a ragtag actual dump of a movie. But it's funny in every way. There's a story that comes out of the uh lore of this movie actually.
0: There's lore? No. Okay. The
1: the the lore of the making of the movie. They made the whole thing, right? And they screened it to the Warner Brothers executives and not like they didn't laugh through the whole movie. None of the execs laughed. So, Mel Brooks scheduled another showing to show, like, just the regular employees of the company, and it was just a banger, nonstop laughter. Everybody thought it was great and funny, and so that convinced Warner Brothers to run the thing, but they did a soft open. They opened it in two theaters, one in New York and I think one in Jersey? No, I don't know. Uh, Everything's
0: legal in Jersey. That's
1: true. They did. They did a soft open on it, and it was so popular they had to quickly distribute the film across the country. And I think they made it for like nineteen million, and they box office one hundred nineteen million in nineteen seventy whatever dollars, nineteen seventy four. So that's like a monster of a turnout for this movie, like. I think it's so good because it doesn't take itself seriously. And I think because everything is so unserious, if you did serious stage combat that looked correct, it would be so disjointed and it would look wrong. Cause think about the brawl at the end of the movie. All of it looks like poorly staged stage combat.
0: They did what we did to make our film look better in our college class and sped, right. up, the sped up the footage. The footage, right.
1: <laughs> And it, it makes sense in that context. If we were smart, we would have rewritten the whole fucking thing to be like
0: that. I mean, we tried to make something similar without kind meaning of. to.
1: It would have been better if we just straight up parodied superhero movies instead of.
0: Listen, my group,
1: concepts.
0: my group did one meta project already. We couldn't do two meta. <laughs>
1: no, we could. We could, though. Mike's incredible. We could have. We could have done it.
0: He would have, I feel like the teacher would have been like, um, didn't you guys do, you do have, this? Do you guys
1: have other ideas? Do you
0: guys have ideas that no, aren't meta no, projects? We,
1: no. we watch Monty Python and Mel Brooks, and that's all we know.
0: Um, Anyways. Okay. So that's why I only made one note about it, because I was like, I, as the more I watched the movie, it kind of established that I was like, oh, so this is purposely bad i do have a thought though in reference to your whole speech there
1: uh-huh.
0: do you think that this movie is one of the things that caused warner brothers down the line to like make the animaniacs which is it, it has Probably. a lot of the same vibes and like
1: i'm surprised mel brooks isn't attached to animaniacs at all
0: he gets referenced in it several times
1: I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but it's very up his alley, and he just doesn't even touch it. It's not his bag.
0: I mean, cartoons isn't really his bag.
1: He just was a voice in a new one.
0: Voicing's different, though.
1: He's technically listed as executive producer. Anyways.
0: Anyways. But, I'm ju- I am don't know, it was just a thought, because that's basically what, and especially with, like, the end fight scene, I even mentioned it while we were watching it, like, it's just very animaniacs. It's so it's so meta. <clears throat> and Animaniacs is just a meta cartoon. Um side note. Mhm. Because they sang it twice. Mm-hmm. I hate the song Camp Town Ladies.
1: I hold no feelings about that song at all.
0: I Anyways, they find out that um there's quicksand that's
1: At the end of the rails. At the end of the
0: railroad, which they built the railroad, because they make a comment about how his feet are on the rails, so somehow the quicksand grew over some time.
1: Eh. I don't know the rules of quicksand. Quicksand isn't real. We never experienced quicksand.
0: Quicksand's real.
1: Quicksand's real in like four places.
0: I I did make that note um that movies taught me that quicksand would be a bigger problem in my life because i think one person it's kind of like roundabouts in roadways i feel like one person heard about and or saw it one time and then it was everywhere so like one person put quicksand in the movies and everyone was like that's a great thing and now it's a trope so now it's in there all the time it's the same thing with roundabouts i feel like someone from america went over to europe and was like Roundabouts are great. Let's use these. And then they threw them everywhere and didn't teach anyone how to use them. Anyways. Um
1: it's it's extra funny because quicksand would never ever be found in the location that they found it. No. Quicksand Which is a the with, west. The coastal regions, riverbanks, marshes, and swamps.
0: I'm saying the west, but I definitely think it was Texas. I think this movie's set in Texas. They don't make an actual statement. But it... It's set in Texas. Um... So they send two...
1: They send Bart and the
0: other guy. Two people to go check out the quicksand who are not important people according to the railroad building person. Um, so they're a minority. They're people of color. Um, and they get stuck in the quicksand. And they yell out that there's quicksand. People come to investigate and save the cart, but leave the people in the quicksand. Um, which was the guy got, the guy they pull throw a rope in and pull the cart out, and he goes, "Wow, we almost lost like a
1: four hundred dollar four hundred dollar hand
0: handcart." And that was my first laugh of the movie was that joke because that was funny. Um, and then the Bart and the other guy used their feet to uh find the rail and pull themselves out of the quicksand, which is how we know the railroad was built before there was quicksand. Don't try you to...
1: really hung up on this quicksand I, business. I really... It so doesn't matter to the rest of the movie No, you really hung up on it. But... It, I, like, it barely matters.
0: I'm governed by logic and the fact that they built a railroad and then there was quicksand and the railroad is in the quick It doesn't make any sense.
1: It must be so boring to live inside your head. Governed by logic? Nothing fun can happen.
0: I'm like... Five steps away from just being Sheldon Cooper. Chaos exclusively. Like, my family makes fun of me because there are a lot of similarities between me and Sheldon Cooper, and this is one of them where I'm getting hung up on this minute logical detail in this movie that is meant to not make sense in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Um, then the, the owner of the railway, like, throws them a shovel... And tells them to like make themselves useful. Like their breaks over for laying down. The foreman. He's the foreman. The foreman. Taggart. Yeah. Bad guy. Um. Bad guy. All I had a question was, what did he want them to do with the shovel?
1: Uh, any any blank amount of work.
0: But like, did he want them to try to dig up the quick? Like, I, I was know. I was really confused.
1: It doesn't make sense, and that's on purpose.
0: <sighs> I just wanted to know what he wanted to do them to do with the shovel. Anyways, apparently, because I'm not going to get answers to any of my questions.
1: You're asking the wrong questions for a movie that doesn't make sense.
0: Um, Bart Wax. Taggart. Taggart, on top of the head with the shovel. Yep. And then we go to the owner's... Attorney General. Attorney General's office.
1: Technically, it's going to benefit from the railway going through Rockridge... So he wants to get the land for cheap.
0: Okay. Okay. Um Headley is the attorney general's name. Yes. And Headley I Headley Lamar. I would like to remake this movie. And I only want to remake this movie for the sole purpose of I would like to see Neil Patrick Harris play Headley. That's all.
1: We should we should write him a letter and pitch it to him.
0: He'd probably do it.
1: He'd be like, "I don't think you guys are professional filmmakers, but this idea is solid."
0: Can I just get royalties on the idea?
1: Like, you pitch this to Warner Brothers.
0: Like, I'll. It doesn't even have to be a lot. Like, hundred, two hundred dollars. Just 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 for my name at like the very bottom of credits. Uh. Proposal. You're
1: (laughs) you're a cheap date. Shit.
0: (laughs) It's my fifteen minutes of fame. Actually, I already got that. So. Um, they're, they talk about the fact that they want the railway to go through Rockridge and how they're going to do that, and they make a deal that Headley will get the guy that whacked Taggart on the head with the shovel, Bart, hung for hitting him on the head with the shovel.
1: Yep, gotta murder him.
0: And then basically the attorney general will look the other way while they rampage through the town and make it cleared out so that they can build the railway through there. Is that what that's the
1: that's the initial plan? Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, there was a Jewish joke somewhere in the midst of that whole conversation. And I didn't write it down, but it was my second laugh in the entire movie. So it's already better than a million ways to die in the West because I only laughed once. So this is twice now. Two laughs. Two laughs from America. Um. Then we go to Rock. Oh, man.
1: You really don't have any indication as to where you are in your notes. Okay.
0: No, I know where I am because we're, we're, now we're going to go to Rockridge.
1: Yeah.
0: I got it. All right. I don't... I have memory. Not That's, ADHD brain.
1: Boy, must be nice.
0: Um. So we go to Rockridge where they... uh. They, they, open, they open the sequence with a song about Rockridge and how it's a great place to live, and everyone's happy there, and everyone there, there's no hint of misery in the town. And I did have a Seth MacFarlane moment where I went, lies, it was the West, everyone was miserable. It's just how it was. There's not, it's not like, that's like just a matter of fact. There was no one out there, like, happy, down, lucky in the Wild West. Are you going to try to find happy people in the Wild West? Is that what you're Googling right now? What are you Googling on your phone? Were people happy in the mid-1800s? Fuck. (laughs) He cleared it on accident. All right. Um... And then, basically, the railroad committee um, come through and start shooting and pillaging and killing and murdering and all the bad words through the entire town of Rockridge. Um, And so then the song changes from happiness to sadness and how their lives suck, and they hate that people came here, and they just want everyone to go home because they're making their town shitty now that their people are here. And yeah, I, no, you're right.
1: It was fucking awful in the 1800s.
0: Told you. I uh,
1: never disagreed.
0: And I just wrote that the church choir is native Coloradoans, because they're all just singing about how they everyone moving there made it shitty, and they were happy before everybody mean, else came there. And
1: they're native Austinites?
0: They're also native Austinites. <laughs>
1: Fuck you guys this town was so cool before all these normies showed up
0: that's well Coloradoans too because if you hear, if you talk to any Coloradoan the first thing they say like if you tell them that you moved there is
1: from where California or Texas
0: yep they don't want anyone there
1: and if you answer California or Texas they, they say, tell
0: you Fuck to go off. home
1: <laughs> go back to that land you came from
0: we don't want you here um as a native Coloradoan I can say we definitely don't please go away Also, you drove up the prices in my town, and I can't live there anymore, so...
1: Now I have to live in Austin.
0: Which also doesn't want us here.
1: (laughs) Somehow I got migrated into being the unwanted...
0: Woo! Um, They also throw dynamite in the church, and that's a hate crime. Just so we're clear. Uh,
1: Yeah, but they hate everybody. So to them, it's just crime.
0: Um, The town decides that they are going to fight back against the oppressive railroad committee by telegramming the governor to send them a new sheriff because the railroad committee killed their last one. Yeah. And that's their whole solution.
1: Yep. So. The town of Rockridge sucks.
0: It's the, the best in it's, town
1: in the West. No, the song said no, so. No, They're they happy. No, they are confused. <laughs> they got an ice cream shop with one flavor. They aren't happy. They're confused.
0: They have an ice cream shop in the Wild West. They are thrilled.
1: <laughs> he built it with his own hands.
0: Um. So then we go...
1: To meet the governor.
0: To meet the governor.
1: Played by Mel Brooks.
0: And all I have to say is this entire (laughs) scene is probably the most accurate depiction of politicians I've ever seen in cinema. Harumph! 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 You harumph! It, it, they're, like, in my head... (laughs) There's
1: jokes about Jews.
0: In my head, this is what Washington looks like all the time. <laughs> it's
1: not in your head. It's real.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs>
0: like, they're racist. They're There's terrible. They're the sexist. secretary is basically a hooker. She's just
1: there, tits out. <laughs>
0: um, They're sexist. They don't have a single fucking clue between- they don't
1: have a brain cell.
0: The ten of them. Like, that is how- politicians are and they all they care about is money
1: It's magical
0: and sex money and sex Th- those are the only two things but money is still somehow greater than sex because money can buy you sex anyways um that's my whole story so the attorney general comes in there to
1: he wants to get the governor to sign off on a sheriff that would make the townsfolk of Rockridge...
0: mm that's later. That's a different scene. This is the one where he is trying to convince him that they need to obtain Rockridge for the railroad.
1: Right, which he gets signed off.
0: Yes. And then there's paddle balls.
1: Yes, because that's what they're going to pay the Indians with.
0: And instead <laughs> they pay the politicians with.
1: Yep. Um, it's just... It's a glorious nightmare of a disaster. The scene is so chaotic. Paddle- I wish I had seen this movie when I was young.
0: Paddleball is fucking hard.
1: It's very hard. I'm always impressed by that one guy who just does it instantly. I'm like, man, fuck you. That's I- hard.
0: I don't know why it was ever a toy or why they have lasted this long. Like, people still make paddleballs.
1: Because it's, it's hard. It's difficult. It's a difficult toy. It's like the yo-yo.
0: I hate yo-yos, too. Maybe I just hate them because I... (laughs) You hate
1: toys that make you work for it.
0: Well, no, because I like jester sticks. I'm good at jester sticks.
1: Jester sticks are silly.
0: They're called devil sticks, too.
1: That's because the devil made them. Now, carry on.
0: Okay. Um... So then, they receive the telegram. The secretary reads it out in a sexy voice. Because that's all women are good for in this agent. That's not true. Movie. They're also
1: good for being racist.
0: Um, that they, uh, that Rockridge is requesting a new sheriff. There wow, you go. I couldn't not think of the word. I was like, Mayor General. So there was, like, <laughs>
1: You were just really running through every political figure there could be.
0: Sheriff. Um, And he tells Headley to like, basically get them a new sheriff.
1: Yeah, take care of the details.
0: And so Headley goes and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta like, do my job. But I also have to, like, make sure that, like, my ulterior motives are still being met. So I'll get them a sheriff that they hate. and That'll I, do it. And so he peeks his head out at the execution block and sees Bart. And he's like, if I get a person of color sheriff, they'll hate that so much, they'll kill him for me. And then I can still go on with my plan of destroying the town of Rockridge. I do my job. <laughs> I get to win all my bucks, and I still get to build my railroad. So he goes back to the governor's office, and the governor is currently behind a curtain with his secretary, and he's saying not in his ear. A lot. James? Hmm? What was going in his ear? I don't know. Okay. I.
1: The governor's got a weird sex kink. It's the government. What do you want?
0: No, he said not in his ear.
1: Right. He's got a weird sex kink. Okay. He clearly wants something to happen, but she's doing it wrong.
0: Okay. Um.
1: Or she's got a weird sex kink. I didn't think of that.
0: I wrote a note that was dumb because I kind of figured it out.
1: What, well, no? Um,
0: I said what is the plan in making him the sheriff?
1: Oh, yeah, you figured that out. You're smart. You got good brains.
0: I learn things sometimes. Um,
1: if you watch the movie the plot will tell you. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a I have a Problem when we watch movies
1: you stop it and you ask questions.
0: I ask questions that the movie will later answer What's funny... The
1: ability to pause movies is debilitating to the experience of watching movies.
0: Only if you're me and you're with James. Um, the answer, or the problem with my little issue that I have is I hate when people do that to me. I'm just like, just watch the movie. He does it too. Don't let him fool you.
1: I've never done that before in my life.
0: You ask me all the time. No. Well, what about blah Blood? Blah blah? I'm like, no. if you watch the movie... It's
1: not true. Slander. Lies.
0: Uh-huh. Um... He gets the approval from the governor to make the guy the sheriff because then the governor will get all the credit of having the first black sheriff. And so they do that. Um, And so the Bart becomes the sheriff of Rockridge, and they send him out, and he's got fancy clothes on now. He's got a
1: Gucci bag.
0: He's got a Gucci bag because he's... <laughs> uh,
1: this movie's so fucking good.
0: He's 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 the age of sheriffs. Also, he's the
1: fanciest sheriff.
0: I love him as a sheriff. <laughs> all his suits are impeccable, and I like yeah, them. Just,
1: the style so good. He's the only person who looks clean the whole movie. It's so funny.
0: Uh,
1: God his damn, horse
0: like is also gorgeous. Yeah, I love got that fancy his bridle horse.
1: and shit. It's fucking awesome. Um, everyone should watch this movie.
0: They. The town is waiting for the sheriff to come. They got the band out, the banners, everyone's gathered and they have the prospector up on oh the roof. Oh my god,
1: the fucking frontier gibberish man. One to of the tell best him parts of the fucking movie.
0: All I said is that uh the prospector is one of Kenny McCormick's uh ancestors. <laughs> and, no, you're bad, you're bad, and if you don't get that joke,
1: don't we don't can't be friends.
0: Software. We cannot be friends if you don't get that joke.
1: No friends.
0: Um they, uh, everyone is upset upon seeing that the person,
1: the sheriff is black, is
0: the sheriff, is a person of color. And the preacher starts, like, starts this whole sermon. He's like, I would implore you to follow this good book's instructions, and we should be welcoming, like, blah, blah, blah. And someone Shh. shoots the Bible with a shotgun. And I just wrote uh, good Christians versus bad Christians. Oh, man. We should love and accept everyone and love thy neighbor because that's what Jesus Bow. taught us to and then hate crimes. Um, Those are the two types of Christians. Uh, so. I need James and yep. he, I saved it for podcast so that you could explain it to me live. Okay. Because even in the absurdity that is this movie, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to walk me through the the shooting himself <laughs> scene.
1: Okay, because I don't a, understand there's it. There's a backstory here. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, good. Because I was missing a lot.
1: Mel Brooks, once upon a time, was a child, as most humans are, and as a child, he uh, went. And he decided he was going to steal some like candy from the store right? And he was going to steal a squirt gun and some candy. And naturally he being a child got caught on the way out with his candy and his squirt gun. So he held himself at gunpoint with his squirt gun. And it stunned the clerk into inaction. So he held himself at gunpoint with a freshly acquired empty squirt gun and marched himself out of the store. At gunpoint, squirt gunpoint. And that was the inspiration for the scene. Because he couldn't believe it worked. And also, he couldn't believe it worked. So, it's extra funny to me that they wrote it in to have Bart hold himself at gunpoint and have everyone immediately believe it and be confused. And you can see them. They're confused. And then at the same time, they're sold on the story. But they never stop being confused. And they show that they are sort of humans when he's like walking himself backwards and he goes, "Ah!" and the the one lady... Was up in the grandstand, goes, won't somebody help that poor man? And his her, her, her husband goes, shut up, Harriet. That's a sure way to get him killed. It's just, it's the most absurd thing, but it's made all the more better knowing that at some point in the early 20th century, Mel Brooks as a child held himself at gunpoint with a squirt gun and a candy bar and escaped the stealing with a squirt gun and a candy bar. It's the best thing I ever heard. It's fantastic.
0: I so that's why I will say kids do the wildest shit sometimes. First of all, I would have loved to know Mel Brooks as a kid. Can I? I want to
1: know Mel Brooks now.
0: I fair, but I also want to hang out with Mel Brooks as a child, and he's a <laughs> child, and I want to go do shenanigans with Mel Brooks because that sounds fun. Second of all, um, kids do the craziest things, and adults just, like, are either so stunned that you just watch, because I've done that several times, I've just looked at a child and gone, what next? Please, please show me your thought process and plan here. I am I am intrigued to see where this goes. And they also tell wild and crazy stories. Um, like, this week, we had a child convince his parents that a teacher went home in an ambulance. He went home and told his parents that his lead teacher was having trouble breathing and fell on the ground and went home in an ambulance.
1: Did the parent call Spark and go, what the heck is up with this?
0: She sent a message in like their little classroom thing that Uh was like, oh, no, he told us that. This teacher went to the hospital and, like, is she okay? <laughs> What's even better is that teacher had called, like, had taken PTO for that morning, so she wasn't there. Oh, and... wow.
1: <laughs> what a great lie. And what the, a great lie.
0: And the rest of the teachers were, like, and they're, like, oh, no, no, no. Like, she sometimes, like, they do this joke where she falls out of his chair her chair when he eats something that he hasn't eaten before. Like, she's, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so impressed. Like, she falls over fainting because she's so impressed with him and it makes him laugh. And sometimes she's laughing so hard that she has trouble, like she starts coughing and she can't. She's having trouble breathing. She's like, "But there was no ambulance. There was no hospital."
1: Everything is fine. Everything
0: is fine. So carry
1: on as you were.
0: Kids can be very convincing. Is the moral of this story? And sometimes, as the clerk, I probably would have been like, "This kid's holding himself at squirt gun." He's like, "No, I'm gonna do it." And I would have been like, "I." What. Honestly, continue? Huh? What, where are we going with this? Where, yeah, where's the end of this story
1: happen? <laughs> and then he escapes and you go, son of a bitch, he got me.
0: I would have been like, solid. Like, if a kid ever pulls one over on me, I'm like, honestly, respect and impressed. Like,
1: No respect, still impressed.
0: Don't do it again, but mad props, my kid. I don't know if I could have done that at your age. Um... Thank you, because I was really confused that en- time. More my, so one than of the my townspeople.
1: Favorite fucking sequences in the movie, and I have like five favorite sequences.
0: Um, okay. There's something else I need to Google. Okay. How do you actually say Nietzsche or Nietzsche? Well, how how do you say? Because I've heard it pronounced differently every single time someone says it, and I've never heard it the same way twice. I hear it on Big Bang Theory different. I was taught to say it in... Nietzsche. I was taught to say it differently in my college classroom. I heard it differently in this movie. And, like I said, whole life. And I've never once actually known how to actually pronounce his fucking last name. So it's Nietzsche.
1: That's what Google says. And it's the American pronunciation. Nietzsche. Nietzsche.
0: Okay, Big Bang Theory is right, so that's good. I wasn't, I was expecting them to be right, considering how much research went into those shows, but, yeah, okay, um, I really just needed to know that for my own personal thing, because they said it wrong in this movie then, which is fine, because I've been saying it wrong my entire life, apparently. Um, Gene Wilder shows up.
1: As the drunken Waco kid.
0: Which is why I think it's in Texas, because the Waco, the Waco kid. Um. And Gene Wilder is amazing. Yes, he is. He's he's on the same level of Tim Curry, where he can just do like no wrong.
1: Ah, uh, Tim Curry, what T- a hero!
0: Tim Curry, Gene Wilder, Meryl Streep. Those are my those are my three people that can literally probably act in anything, and I'd be like, yeah, all right. Um, I actually thought about briefly instead of Anna Kendrick having Meryl Streep play the.
1: <laughs> like like young Meryl Streep or like devil wears Prada age Meryl Streep?
0: Devil wears Prada.
1: So like 50 year old Meryl Streep. Yeah. As a German seductress.
0: Cause she's already old. She even makes the joke about nothing down there works and she's got like wrinkled like that's part of the funny haha of it all. And I think it'd be great. Not like Meryl Streep now, because now she's a little bit too old, but like younger Meryl Streep.
1: Yes, Anakin that role? I I just,
0: I just really want to see Anna Kendrick in it because I think she'd be really funny. She's got the physical... I know she's, like, a little bit, like, tired of being, like, the... Well, no, she's tired of being, like, the doe-eyed comedic, like, love interest. But I think she'd be really funny as, like... She's got really solid physical comedy and stuff. Anyways, um, I have, like, a whole dream cast for this reboot. I'm serious, Warner Brothers. If for some reason you're listening to this, please put me on it. I'll direct it. I don't care. Um... I'll, I'll assistant direct Mel Brooks. I'll I'll be the personal assistant. I don't care. Put me on this goddamn movie. Get
1: me 91-year-old Mel Brooks on the phone right now.
0: He can sit in his chair and I'll just be like his person that's running the groundwork. I don't know. I just think it'd be excellent. I'm a really great director. Anyways. Um, Where were you? I Gene Wilder is hanging upside down because he's fallen out of his bed and he's stuck and he's having a hard time getting up he was arrested for being a drunk which is fine um but he's having a hard time like getting back up onto his bed from hanging upside down and all i had to say and this will probably be the end of this part because i'm about halfway through my notes is um that whole sequence of gene wilder trying to get up from the bed like hanging upside down is just me trying to get back in bed after i try to grab my charger from the floor at night facts (laughs)
1: you gotta grab your legs and be like use all your muscles You can do it.
0: I've gotten stuck and had to call James from another room to help me get back. Okay, first of all, our bed is really tall and I'm a short person and I have no upper body strength to push myself off of the floor. So if I get into an angle where I can't use my core and my leg strength to pull myself back up, I have the amount of arm strength it takes to stop myself from falling down. (laughs) and That is it. So um, that whole sequence was a, little, was a little too real for me, and that is exactly if you ever see me try to reach my charger on the ground from the bed with because I'm too lazy to get up out of the bed and get down on the ground, pick it up, plug my phone in, and then get back in the bed. Instead, I'd rather do this whole gymnastics routine of trying to grab it without leaving the bed. Doesn't go well.
1: We're going to have to cover a lot of ground in the next episode.
0: I only have 65 notes, James. I don't know what you want yeah, from me. Yeah, but we're not
1: even halfway through the movie's runtime yet.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't... You stopped
1: taking notes when you started enjoying it.
0: Uh, no, it wasn't that. I just didn't have as many notes towards the end. All right. I enjoyed the whole movie. I laughed twice in this first half of this podcast. Two whole laughs.
1: The the whole thing is laughs front to back.
0: I know. You were dying through most of it. Yes. It's so good. I love
1: this movie.
0: Um, this is part one. We'll be back for part two. Have a good time whenever you're listening to this.
1: Yeah.